Hey, Cheese Melissa's. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheese The Cheese Queen. Queen. I'm not even trying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. You won, podcast. You won. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Chisme Queens. If you do not know Spanish, Chisme means gossip. So we are the queens of the gossip. We are talking about Married at First Sight today, season 14, episode 10. Um, but first, let's get into some of that Chisme. Igby, do you have any tea for us? Uh, just a couple of uh, drops. Okay. So if you are on the interwebs, you may have seen that Zach and Michaela from last season are officially divorced. The ink is dry. They are done and done. R.I.P. I haven't heard anything about Zach since his big old scandal. Girl. Not one, not one thing. He said, I'm going to head out forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he learned the power of the internet with that one because he... Mm-hmm. Yeah, messed himself up bad with all that mess. Sure did. That was that was real bad. Yeah. That was a lot of. I remember when it broke. Remember that Cheeseman was like forty five minutes that. Yep. <laughs> that episode. Cause like every two hours, somebody was putting out another video or putting out a statement or putting up a post. And I was like, God damn. Jeez. Oh the well. Good old days. Well, I'm ha- glad, happy for them. Good, good. <laughs> Happy divorce to them. (laughs) Now you can officially move on. There you go. With no strings. But Michaela posted a, you know, teary video on Instagram. Uh, She says that she's not sad about the marriage ending and divorce and all that. She's more sad about not getting the outcome that she wanted, of course. Everybody goes into this wanting to have a happily ever after and that's definitely not what she got. Uh, she says, in hindsight, everything was fake. She regrets doing it altogether. Whoa. Yeah. She says the only thing she got out of it was, you know, her healing in the end, getting her mental health together and getting diagnosed and all that kind of stuff that came out of it. But other than that, she says, no, she would not recommend. Well, still, I mean, that's that's a big piece, though. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't, not in a million years, gotten all that done I think because it was on television, because she was criticized so hard, and because she could see it with her own eyes, her own behavior being absolutely bonkers, I think that kind of woke her up and said, oh, maybe I need to talk to somebody about this aggression. Because they did, they sure did show that clip of her flipping over chairs and tables uh, over and 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 over again. This is true. And yeah, I mean, her family said the whole time this has been something that she's dealt with forever and Mm -hmm. it's been an ongoing issue so yeah at the end of the day it was a good thing that came out of it and I'm glad she recognizes that yeah um I I don't mean to interrupt your your chisme but uh Michaela just going off of you Michaela and her new boyfriend were spotted at an airport uh one of the married at first sight fans saw her took a picture and all that and basically the same thing that um, she's not really bothered by the experience on the show and she's, you know, in a better place because of it. So just a little, little dash of tea there. Um, yeah, but the only thing else is it looks like she's taken a social media break after she posted this video, uh, not too long after she took down her Instagram, TikTok. So, but why? Were, like, were people leaving comments or something? Like, I have no idea. That's weird. She- 
spit on it a lot. <laughs> well, I'm just glad to see she survived that uh, washing machine incident from last week. <laughs> she carries on. <laughs> yes, for now. <laughs> Only other little droplet of tea I have is I don't know if Woody and Amani are on the same uh, record schedule as we are <laughs> but they dropped another YouTube video today it looks like the footage is from early well from January the month of January um, at that point she's about halfway through the pregnancy uh, she talks about her hormones and her skin she's apparently having some skin issues now that her hormones are all out of whack. One of the beautiful gifts of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're house hunting. Uh, okay. They, they take us house shopping. They're looking at some model homes to try to decide on what they want. I guess they're doing a custom build because they're trying to figure out what color cabinets and countertops and that kind of stuff they okay. want to go with in their new home. She did reveal that she actually got COVID or uh, mid January. Oh, wow. So yeah, she was really worried about that. Um, especially she got it like right as she was supposed to be getting an ultrasound of the baby. So she was super disappointed that that got had to be pushed back a few weeks. And she was worried about the status of the baby and all that stuff since she couldn't get into the doctor since she tested positive. She said she was sick for a few days before she actually got back her positive result. So mm-hmm. by the time she found out that she actually did have it, she was kind of on the tail end, but she said it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I was just going to say what her what was her sent- symptoms? She didn't really say. Um oh, okay. she it, it seems like she suffered more from her pregnancy symptoms than from that. She says she's still um still not being able to hold down water. <laughs> she made Woody go like in the middle of the night. I want to say it's the middle of the night because they went to Whole Foods and they had just closed. So it's <laughs> later to get her essential brand water because her friend who is also pregnant said that was the only kind of water she could keep down. And she's like, I'm so fucking thirsty. <laughs> we need to go get this water like now, tonight, now. And so you see Woody with his coat and his mask on and his hoodie because it's the middle of January with his bag of water. And he like gets in the car and she's like, Ugh. oh my gosh, that's awful. She's like I haven't asked him for anything. I'm just really thirsty. <laughs> kind of necessary. Right. You kind of do need fluids. Your body does need water. Um, and she said she's been having uh, headaches, too, that she can't kick. But other than that. Probably because she's thirsty. That might be it. <laughs> She's dehydrated. Could be it. But yeah, again, it's another cute little video. If you want to see, check out their YouTube page. Not sponsored. <laughs> cute. Indeed. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Pretty wholesome week. Okay, so married at first sight fan. Put a little nugget out there. If you didn't read the captions of her of her her post, then you probably missed it. So on After Party, which you'll go into later, there is a part where Lindsay tells us that Mark slid into Alyssa's DMs to see how she was. That's like a friendly gesture, right? We'll get into that. But supposedly... Alyssa's not the only cast member, past or pre- it says past or previous. It's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's been in past Married at First Sight alumni DMs, apparently. I wonder who. Who would you think that Mark the Shark is DMing? 
That is a very good question. Uh, probably whoever's most active. I know they said he was um, up in Mirla's live once, and she was oh, really? ignoring him. Yeah, yeah. He he's not Mirla's type. Um, maybe Brett. She's very active. Is she? I mean, she's a coach. No, I mean active on social media. Oh, on social. I think you meant like active, active. physically. No, 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 no. Okay. No, this is all. With him, like, making merch and all this kind of stuff, he's trying to get this 15 minutes of fame. I feel like he's, like, uh, a David from, like, David and Annie on 90 Day, where he's just, like, befriends Tobo. everybody Yeah, to just, like, try to be in as many posts and pictures and whatever associated to keep that money train going. Well, if that's the case, Virginia. What's her face? The other Clara. one. Yeah. The other one. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, just like Jamie, interesting, huh? Jamie, even though yeah, books kind of stopped. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Jamie Otis, nor had, but mm, I don't really listen to her. I think she has a podcast, um, supposedly, and uh, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about her lately at all, at all. Oh, well, mm. bye, bye. Um, okay, cool. Those are good guesses. I wonder what the truth is. It'll come out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Lindsay can't keep her mouth shut. <laughs> but speaking of Lindsay, the only other thing I have on her is that she was spotted in Vegas without Mark. So whatever that means. That was recently, like this week? Yeah, recently. Hmm. So could be a work conference. Could be Are we doing that girls, girls weekend. Yeah, they're doing it, unfortunately. Um, or, spoiler alert, could be they're not together. She's eloping. It's her new, it's her new <laughs> wedding. Surprise. Okay, here's another spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Noi and Steve were spotted in San Diego at the Fungus Festival in Balboa Park. Surprise, surprise, they stay together. I think they're the only ones who are going to stay together. No, what you call it still together? Who? Katina and Olajuwon. Oh, yeah, but they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't, <laughs> but here we are. Did you look up what that is? I know you didn't what the fungus festival is it a music festival is it actual fungus festival (laughs) i didn't look it up no do you want me to google it real quick here you google it you google it and i'll keep talking i want to that's why i asked you okay i know i don't want to you don't want to your search history i sure don't (laughs) it's fine that when i pulled up my uh my safari the first image search is for a crop whip it was research for this episode (laughs) sure sure Whatever. I have a real whip. <laughs> you sure do. I forgot what I was supposed to be Googling. Uh. Fungus Festival. What else? Oh, here's one. Okay. So, Dr. Viviana supposedly will not be on the show next season. Are you surprised by this? No. I'm not either. Because, like, she's been real active on social media, like, clapping back like she just don't give a fuck anymore. And you, know I mean? you don't have like a history of the show, but they do switch out these experts every few years. Really? Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cow haven't been on forever? Mm-mm. Oh. They have been for the last, mm, I want to say maybe the last five seasons, they've kind of been the same. Okay. So it's time for, it's time for a change. Yeah. I, I just imagine as like a professional, she's kind of getting annoyed with people critiquing her, <laughs> but comes with the territory. How lame is this? It is 
actual mushrooms and fungus who goes to that for fun <laughs> who goes across the country to go to the damn mushroom <laughs> festival <laughs> wow now are they like um psychedelics no no it's just like for cooking no like biology like educational learning <laughs> oh i thought it was like either a food festival or a psychedelic festival <laughs> no it's actual like agriculture and science maybe they're investing in a fungus farm and that's steve's next project that he's going to manage because he does not want to work maybe they're a couple of weirdos maybe that too i'm gonna go with that one sure maybe they were in town and this was something that was cheap to do and different in san diego yeah forget legoland we're gonna i go know <laughs> Like, there's plenty to do in San Diego. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm glad we looked that up because I did not really think it was for real going to be about fungus. <laughs> well, on that note, that's all the cheese I have. <laughs> Google Fungus Festival Balboa Park if you want to go to the next one. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So if you all have any cheese uh, go ahead and send it our way. You can DM us on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. And Igby live tweets every Wednesday during the episode. So let's start with some positivity and some good notes. Let's start with Stephen Noy. Speaking of. Speaking of the fungus fest. <laughs> the fungus among us. <laughs> Noisy. Noisy, snoisy. Um, so we start off with the diary cam. Uh, they're both in bed, and Steve says they're still resolving their issues, still having a good time, and still married. Again, what are their issues? There's not much. Uh, this dog doesn't want to sleep in its own bed. Uh, <laughs> Don't overcook my noodles, bitch. Keep your gluten away from me. <laughs> uh, Don't talk to me while I'm at work at home. Unless you're going to bring me a uh, bubble tea. There you go. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That's the biggest of their worries. <laughs> so we kind of jump right into uh, questions that the experts have sent over for them. And during this exercise, you know, they're both kind of just sitting at the table, eating and doing the questions. She reads the first question. What would you do if you caught me watching porn? And Noi says she thinks it would turn her on. And Steve said he would obviously love to experience that with her, and it would be fun to catch her in the end. <laughs> Settle down. You little dirties. <laughs> but I like how formal Steve sounded at that moment. He's like, well, obviously. I would really, like, he doesn't, he has, like, such a monotone voice. <laughs> it's just really funny. Anything he comes out, he's just like. It doesn't go high. It doesn't go low. It's just the same thing. He just doesn't want to seem... He's excited, but not too excited. He just wants you to be aware <laughs> that if he were to witness such a scene, it would be very thrilling to him. That's exactly what it sounds. <laughs> All right. So the next time we see them, uh, Dr. Viviana is visiting. And right off the bat, she like congratulates them because they've cre already established this really good bond with each other. They have, and Steve said, agrees. He says they have great physical chemistry. They hold hands, they cuddle, etc. And Dr. Viviana's like, I know you're fucking. It's fine. How's that going? No, no, no. Are they enjoying the experience? <laughs> what did she say? 
some kind of something stupid. You're enjoying each other. Which was coded for, I know y'all are fucking. How is it going? Are your needs being met? Do you talk to each other about it? And today's noise says she's just trying to get comfortable with him. Uh, she seems really shy about the question and actually just sitting down with her in general. Steve says that that aspect of Noi kind of carries on beyond the bedroom where she has a hard time verbalizing anytime she's upset. And Noi agrees with this. She says she has a tendency to shut down when she's upset. Dr. Viviana was like, well, that's pretty scary for Steve because he kind of never knows what's going on with you. Noi agrees. And she says she's, she did that in their last argument. So noodle gate, right? She says that in the past, when she was really upset with other partners, she would just lash out at them and say all kinds of hurtful things to them. And she just doesn't want to do that with Steve because she knows she can't take it back and they're married. Like, ooh, Noi fights dirty. She does. It, pro- it sounds like she just pulls out all the punches. She's going to hit below the belt, all of that kind of thing. She's going to pull a Lindsay. Yep. But it's going to be cute because she's so tiny. Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dr. Viviana asked her where she learned what she has learned about his feelings for her in all of this. And Noi says she didn't really know how badly she hurt Steve when she left. And at this point, Dr. Viviana's like, tell him, tell him. And they face each other. And, and she just continues. She says it really broke her heart to see him so hurt. She knows she needs to work on that. She doesn't want to put him in that place again. But it's going to take time. It's not going to be like an overnight thing where she's magically changed. Steve knows it's not going to change overnight, but it does need to change because how she handles conflict is not sustainable for their marriage. Steve wants her to tell him when she's upset, right when it happens. He also wants the chance to know why she's upset and how he can help her not be upset. This was, I was kind of like, eh, because I would find that kind of annoying if I wanted space and someone just, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Tell me. So there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere. Uh, Dr. Viviana asked Noi that wouldn't it bother her if she did something to Steve that was bugging him and he didn't say anything. And she says, yeah. She wants them to continue to build trust so that they can share their criticisms, their concerns, and their desires. She wants Noi to to speak out. And, and when she does that, that she's going to build trust in Steve. Noi says that she really needs a concrete plan because Steve doesn't want to work. She wants to be in a relationship where they're both contributing. And at this point, Steve asked her if she doubts that he's capable of making money. She says she doesn't doubt it, but she hasn't seen it yet. But to that, Steve says, well, has him not working impacted her financially? And she says, no, but eventually it will. He then asked her if she enjoys having all the good meals and the spotless house, because if he works full time, those things are going to suffer. She says, that sounds like an excuse. She thinks that they can equally contribute to the house. They could both work and both keep up the house. Steve says on that, he'll have to have faith um, because he hasn't seen her lift a finger when it comes to household duties. So (laughs) he's, I know, I was like, okay. (laughs) He says they could try that. No, he says they, that he would want them to try that first so that he can actually see it happen. Dr. Viviana asks if Noi would ever be okay with him being a stay-at-home husband or dad. And Noi says that's not what she has envisioned for her marriage. And that's where the scene ends. 
And you know they talked beyond that. And that just drives me crazy. She better leave Steve Joe Millionaire alone. You're blocking your blessing, Noi. You two could have the keys to the crypto kingdom. But no, you want him to be a slave to work. Do you know how many rich people don't have a job? A lot of them. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I just... You know, last season, they had Gil and Mirla show each other their bank statement. Why can't they do that here? Because that would solve all the problems, duh. (laughs) I guess. They gotta keep the drama storyline. That's the only storyline they have. I was just gonna say, that is all they have, I guess. Okay. So in the next part, uh, the experts gave Noi and Steve the five senses exercise. This will allow them to go deeper with their intimacy. Ew. Yep. Okay. The first card is take a body shot off your partner. And Noi doesn't know how to do this. Yeah, right. I bet Noisy knows how. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Noisy seen a club or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sriracha probably told her which person to do it off of. Hello. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I thought it was more interesting that they didn't have shot glasses and they had to use like a Gatorade cap. Yeah, that was interesting, but also like again, Steve was just like so monotone. It's like, well, there's actually two different body shots. You can actually take, you know, a shot glass and put it on the person and then take the shot, or you can, you know, actually t- pour it in some some part of the body and then lick it off and blah, blah, blah. but it's just like he's not excited about it. He is excited, but the voice does not reflect. It's he's like just- Mr. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, and that is my lecture on the lesson of body shots. Yeah. So she look, looks even more baffled when he's trying to explain it. And then she ends up taking the body shot, like you said, off of like a Gatorade cap. Lame. Smallest shot ever. It was the daytime. They're not trying to get drunk. I think It's crazy. <laughs> In an ITM, she says she's never taken a body shot before ever now okay and then steve he says that it's not his first body shot by any means and he's sure he's pretty sure it wasn't hers either but maybe he's just acting like she's just acting like that for her new husband i think it's more of her family you know she's really concerned about that so i think that's that don't want to come off looking like a party girl on tv except she busts out noisy the first episode noisy's just fun Mm, okay so the next card is dance for your partner and they do this weird grinding dance with each other but to no music because they can't afford any rights to proper music for that I guess I don't know they should have made them dance to one of those bad songs because they didn't really play like any kind of replacement music no they should have played yeah. one of those dumb cr- weird lyric songs that they play all through the show I know but they sure didn't it was just silent and it was you could hear their stomping and it was weird <laughs> Oh, man. The next one was, uh, it looked like Noi was blindfolded and Steve was shoving food down her mouth. And then the next card was tell your partner a fantasy. And Steve just wants to shower together. And this amuses Noisy. Noi. In ITM, she says that he just wants to shower and get clean. Okay. Yeah, that was the weird part to me. Not shower. But, but wash each other. Yeah. Yes. With soap and water. That's like, I was like, yes, that's usually how showers go. Like, Thank you. Um, all right, Johnny. Two. 
Noi's fantasy is that she wants to have sex in a semi-public place. And Steve says, what does she mean by semi? And she just means outside of their home. No, no, no. We need specifics because that's what I said. I was like, mm, what does that mean? Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. Miss Noi. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Well, either way, Steve says he has a few ideas that he can run by her. And in an ITM. Like what? Well, that's what he said. He says in he says that he's shocked because this is the first time she's ever said sex public, and now she wants to have sex in public. So that's something he actually uh, he's actually someone who really enjoys uh, fulfilling other people's fantasies. So he's willing to do this for her. He's thinking of like doing it in a, like during a road trip or a walk in the woods. Um, but it has to be safe enough where they can't get in trouble because she wouldn't be comfortable enough with that. Duh. <laughs> and nobody wants to have sex in the woods. Yeah, that sounds dirty. Well, maybe some people like to have sex in the woods. All the people on Love After Lockup. Or what's that new show? Off the Grid. <laughs> Off the Grid, yeah. <laughs> Ew, no. So gross. Thank um, <laughs> The next card tells them to write down their fears, struggles, and worries and watch them burn together. In an ITM, Noi says as much as she loves Steve, they and that they have a really great intimate connection. She has to do uh she has to do things that are uncomfortable for her, just opening up and letting her husband see who she really is. Noi says she fears the idea of the marriage not working. She worries about not being strong enough to be his better half, and she's worried about their future. Worried he won't love everything about her. And to which he says, You don't have to worry about that. Steve fears that they won't learn learn and grow in ways they need from each other. And that's all he's in ITM. Steve feels really secure in what they have with their physical chemistry and intimacy, but he does have concerns with her expectations that she has for him and that it won't work out for them. And that's that's their storyline. <laughs> pretty, pretty basic. Short and sweet as usual. Yep. Do you think do you think Steve has already told her his financial situation and she's just kind of playing her along? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I mean every time they talk about it, she like claims she's worried about it, but she doesn't really press it. Yeah. So I think she knows he's a millionaire. <laughs> Steve Millionaire. Let's go from something good and go to something terrible. Let's go over, let's rip the bandage and go with Katina and Olajuwon again. So, (laughs) did you see him? um, I'm surprised that he's really keeping up his end of the deal with this breakfast thing. He was making like blueberry and banana pancakes or something and something. Yeah, it was yellow. (laughs) And I was like, he wouldn't be putting lemon in there, would he? (laughs) Because they looked Mm. very yellow. (laughs) You know. But yeah, he it look, does look he's like he's throwing it down for breakfast. So I'm surprised. But nonetheless, uh, it's the morning after their cooking date, and Elajuan let Katina know that he still needs to see where she is as a woman and as a wife. She says that she takes being a wife very seriously, and she feels like he's disappointed in her, which in turn makes her feel disappointed in herself as well. You know, it kind of made her sit back and say, like, damn, what am I doing? Like, what's happening here? I really want to see what this mess is, you know, like, because the the household always looks pretty tidy. And of course, you know, the camera people are coming in. They don't want to 
messy house or whatever, but his, he, he just looks so put off by the mess. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it looks fine in there. <laughs> She's not on like Brett's level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a secret closet bathroom mess. Yeah, no. If, yeah, in this situation, it feels like he's mad if there's one cup in the sink. Like, why right, can't you just right. wash this one cup? It's just one cup. <laughs> It'd be so simple for you to just wash it. To which I would say, it's just one cup. You wash it then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, Katina says she's excited for the visit with Dr. Viviana to see what her opinions are in regards to their whole situation and how they're doing. So we see Elajuan go to answer the door and Dr. Viviana comes in. She looks pretty good. No no weird she... skirt this year. No Pocahontas costume. Yeah, <laughs> she looks, she looks normal. good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So they all sit down around the kitchen island and they start talking. Dr. Viviana tells them that as the experts, they're kept abreast of everything that's going on. So she knows they've been through a lot as a couple. But why is it that every time she hears something about them, it's always going back to cooking and cleaning? What the hell is this about? So Olajuwon goes on to say that the cooking is what he needs from his wife and Viviana asked him the question that we've all been saying how were you living before did you not eat before you were married (laughs) thank you she had a few few one-liners here in this episode I was like yes yes she did she understood the assignment a little bit this time I Mm -hmm. will say uh but he says that you know when he was single he could just grab something on the go or make something very simple and small but now he has a wife and she works at home and so this goes back to what we were saying last week with the concept of working at home versus staying at home yes you know all of us are kind of faced with this new reality of remote remote work and all that kind of stuff like yes i work from home every day but I'm chained to a desk from like 6.30 in the morning till 3, 4, 5 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Do I want to cook after that? Fuck no. And it's just me. <laughs> Bitch, I will eat a piece of bread and go to sleep. <laughs> Drink a glass of water. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so no, I'm definitely not trying to make no elaborate meal after that. Mm-mm. So yeah, I don't understand where his whole delusion about this just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not doing anything yeah unless you have some kind of like super cushy job where you can get away with not working (laughs) I don't understand how he thinks she's gonna balance it all and isn't she like a benefits coordinator or something yeah that sounds like someone who's super busy all the time right and constantly has like meetings and deadlines and all kinds of stuff well and it also sounds like she consults individually with people Mm -hmm. as they come in so as they come in and probably as they go out right so her yeah she's her schedule is probably stacked he's crazy so back on the show viviana asks if oh she asks him where he's getting these ideas from about the skill sets for a wife and he says that's just in him he's okay with taking care of the household if he's happy and this is when (laughs) viviana gets him again and she's like okay so if you're not happy you're just gonna drop your responsibilities and he says no But that would make him question why he was even in a marriage. So basically, what is he getting out of it? (laughs) Yeah. Viviana looks at him like he's crazy, like we all are. Yep. And he says, well, no, no, no. Let me give you some more examples beyond just cooking and cleaning. Then he starts talking about this damn housewarming party again. He said he did everything for Katina. And at the end of the night, she only wanted to clean half the floor. And that bothered him because it made him wonder (laughs) if she was mentally on the same level as him. Dr. Viviana is stunned. 
She cannot believe that he's questioning Katina's mental ability based on her desire to clean apples and oranges. Yeah. They have nothing to do with each other. And then he's like, no, 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 it's not even like that. And he tries to rephrase his statement, but Dr. Viviana gets in his ass and is like, no, that's exactly what you just said. So how are you telling me it's not? Because <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> and uh, he tries to say it as if it was the other way around. He wouldn't be able to lay his head down, you know, on the pillow at night, knowing that his partner had to be the one to clean things up on their own. See, and you know what really worries me about this couple is like if they do stay together and he's she starts popping out them kids like it's just going to be even more overwhelming for her. Like it's yeah, like. And in my house, I'm pretty much taking care of the little one, but my husband does all the cleaning. I'm not even going to touch that. I have no problem putting my head down while he's out there mopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like his, it, it, you know, there has to be some happy medium here. And I just don't understand why he, all the responsibilities on her. I don't get it. Because it's her job, stupid woman. Sheesh. No, 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 no. But he says that the same kind of situation happened two days after the party as well. So I guess there was another instance where she wasn't having it and he sucked it up and did it. The floor still wasn't clean. Had two days of dust on it. (laughs) Okay. They have Roombas. (laughs) You got a job. (laughs) You have money. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So that made him question what level is he being met at? He feels that as a wife or as a quote unquote housewoman... That is what he said. What? I didn't catch that. She didn't handle it. So she's not up to par and she's not on his level. Here we go with this level shit again. Mm -hmm. Go marry Jose. (laughs) The black Jose. (laughs) So Dr. Viviana goes on to say that she can understand him feeling like if there's not a happiness or partnership feeling going on, then it can be like, why am I doing this? But to put so much value and to make everything ride on something as trivial as cooking and cleaning of all the things, why does that matter so much? And Olajuwon says that he feels like it's impacting their marriage. So, okay, she's obviously getting nowhere with him. So Mm -hmm. she goes to Katina and asks if that affects her trust towards Olajuwon. And Katina says that it makes her feel like she's with someone who would threaten to leave her if she did anything wrong in their eyes. This is when Olajuwon tells her that he wants her to start thinking about them as a unit because what's happening between them is real despite everything else that's going on and everything around them. It's between you and me. It's us. Okay. (laughs) And Dr. Viviana is like, all right, cut that. She asks him... If he thinks that Katina doesn't believe that they're real and, you know, is thinking about them as a unit. And yeah, he says, no, she's only thinking about herself. You know, that he's even tried to talk to her about her laziness. Again, Dr. Vivian was like, what? <laughs> you think she's lazy now? <laughs> and oh my gosh. his reasoning is that when it comes to their marriage and caring for the other person, he feels like there's no effort there. And that's triggering for him. So he's not being met. Vivi- Dr. Viviana says that to her, it sounds like his idea of what a marriage looks like and the idea of what a husband looks like and what a wife looks like is very defined. And unless she's in accordance with that 100% off the bat, you're going to talk down to her 
You're going to tell her she's not grown. You're going to tell her she's lazy. And of course, this is when Elajamon keeps like, no, 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 I'm not saying no. I, I, no, that's not what I mean. But no. <laughs> yes, you is. Yes, you is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Viviana says, well, hopefully it's not like that, but that's sure as hell what it looks like from the outside. And she especially hopes that that's not how Katina is seeing it because she's supposed to be the most important person to you. But he's, of course, still in denial. He's like, no, Katina knows how I feel and she knows that. So Dr. Viviana asks her if she knows that. And this is where she starts to pat down weave again. I know. And starts to cry. Poor baby. So, of course, Dr. Viviana's like, what's going on? What's the struggle here? And Katina says, it's his tone. She feels like someone is beating up on her. Some of the things that he says are already insecurities within herself. And now to be married to someone who is calling out those insecurities and faults make her feel like she's not good enough. This made me so mad. I know. Me too. Like, I just, I don't, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, I don't understand, like, what these insecurities are for her. Like, is this something that has happened in the past with other boyfriends where they expect a certain thing from her? Like, I think so. Oh, it's just like, okay, well, that wasn't normal in your past. And it's not normal in your present either. Yeah, I think a lot of her past has a lot to do with how she's moving in this situation. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, this made me sad. Like, you are good enough, Katina. Yes. Fuck that little leprechaun ass, big headed ass, <laughs> lame ass, <laughs> loser. <laughs> uh, but the whole time, Elajuan is being weird again, where he's like, he can't even look at her. He's mm-hmm. like trying to drink from his drink. He's like, look, looking around the room. He's looking at Dr. Viviana. And then Katina says more directed towards him that when he's telling her that she's lazy or whatever, it's all echoing in her mind. So his tone and his choice of words are just very harsh. He really needs to work on his energy and his tone. And he says, okay, I get it. And then Dr. Viviana again wants to make sure. So she asks him, what did she just say? <laughs> and he replies that he needs to work on his tone. And she says, what else? In a tone. Right. <laughs> there was some toot on it. Yup. And she's like, okay, what else? And he's like, uh, I need to work on my demeanor. And what else? And he's like, that's that's the two things I heard. And Dr. Viviana tells him again, he needs to stop pointing out her faults and insecurities because it's a trigger for her. That's not taking care of your wife. So then Elajuan turns back to Katina and says that she's his wife and there are things that he expects to be done. And it's the same thing for him. He knows that she has expectations for him as a husband. Those are big moments for him. And he says that's where... He needs a partner and Dr. Viviana has to cut in again. And she says, but why, why are these big moments? Why is this such a big deal for you? And he still has no real explanation. He just says they are. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dr. Viviana says that she doesn't know what's gone on, that she doesn't know if someone has taught him something and put this idea in his head that it has to be X, Y, and Z. Because if he's going to be that rigid about it, he's going to be divorced, period. Several times. Exactly. Because his expectation of marriage is ridiculous. She gets to the point to say that she can't even, she doesn't even know how to help him because he has (laughs) such an archaic and flimsy idea about what makes a good wife. Physical and emotional intimacy are supposed to be the real center of a relationship. But if you're over here more worried about who's cooking and cleaning 
and frivolous shit, you're never going to be able to make it in a relationship with anybody ever. But he just keeps on, no, it's not like that. No, no, no. What I meant was, no, what I was trying to say was, no, no. And she says, yes, it is like that because I'm the expert on this and I'm saying it is. So you need to put some respect (laughs) on my damn name because I know what the hell I'm talking about. Who's the doctor here? Me, not you. So shut up. Okay, so again, she's trying to get to the root of the problem. Okay, you keep saying it's not about cooking and cleaning. So what is it then? She asks him, in what ways does Tina need to grow to show him that she's not lazy and show him that she's not ambivalent in the marriage? Olajuwon says that maybe he's expressing it wrong for like the 20th time. (laughs) And then we finally get to the root of the problem. Like we've been saying all along. What is he afraid of? Catching feelings. This is the whole problem the whole time. He's in his fifis real, real deep (laughs) and can't find anything else to complain about but this. So he tells Katina that he cares for her. So it's frustrating for him. This is when he starts to get teary eyed and says that he's emotional because he feels like he's giving 100% of himself and he's not being met. And that's tough for him. He says basically he doesn't know how she feels. He talks to her and expresses himself with her and doesn't get a reaction. And that bothers him. So he's like, I'm gonna make you have a reaction, bitch. Cook and clean. (laughs) (laughs) Or else we're done. He says he can't grow without knowing how she feels. It's frustrating and it's scary. He says that she doesn't need to worry about cooking and cleaning every day. That's not something she has to do. (laughs) After all this shit. Yeah. Basically, it was the only thing he had to bitch at her about. And out of his frustration, he just ran with it. He says that his frustration is because of her lack of vulnerability. Dr. Viviana asks Katina how she feels about what he's saying. And she says that she hears him out. And she's going to try her best to be more open with him. Uh, Let him know what's on her mind, her thoughts. She's serious when she says she wants to be married to him. Don't know why. And she's all smiley and everything. I'm like, She eats it up. I know. Every time he starts shedding a tear or something like that, she just licks it up. She loves it. Dr. Viviana tells Katina not to operate from a place of fear anymore. If you don't share with him, he's not going to know you well enough to say yes on decision day. And that's where they end their couple session with Dr. Viviana. I guess hopefully they're over this hump, but as we see in the clips for next week, more drama straight ahead. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a fight fight. Uh-huh. She said what did she say? The the real Katina. You're going to see yep. the real Katina right now. Yep. <laughs> it's like, "Oh shit." Uh so the next thing we see is there's a little short clip where uh they're doing the little question exercise that the experts sent over to them. Mm-hmm. And the point is basically to help them discuss things that they would typically avoid talking about as a couple. So they're having dinner and Katina asks Olajuwon if there's one thing he could change about her physically, what would it be? And for once, he doesn't say anything stupid. He says that God made her in a good way, just the way that she is. No change is necessary. And she said, I know that's right. <laughs> he loves her. He can deny it all he wants, but he loves her and that's why he's all fucked in the head Mm -hmm. he's like i don't know what to do something's happening in my body (laughs) my chest feels strange (laughs) 
He's probably also really sexually frustrated. <laughs> it's three weeks. Yeah. Since he at least three weeks since he's had sex with somebody. Almost four. He's the one holding out. Mm-hmm. He knows he's gonna be he'll be done yep. when that happens. Yep. And we're gonna we see it in this scene. So <laughs> the next scene we have is Katina coming through with your boys. Favorite thing, two big armfuls of groceries. In a voiceover, she says that even though they're going through a rough patch, that doesn't mean she's not going to put in effort. That's part of marriage. She says she's going to be a lot more vulnerable in the marriage than she was in the beginning and that she needs to woo him. And I said, no, the fuck you don't. He can go Mm -hmm. kick rocks. (laughs) I would not be catering to him in any way. Right? Isn't the man, I mean, I don't mean to be also archaic in my thinking, but shouldn't he be wooing her? At least have some mutual wooing. (laughs) He did. He took her out to dinner and yelled at her. He took her out to dinner that she had to cook to yell at her. (laughs) In public. Mm -hmm. Outside. That made her cry. (laughs) In heel. So romantical. So we see that she's put out her little decorations on the table. She's got popcorn and candy all laid out when Olajuwon walks in. And she asks him to guess what she's planned. And he says, movie night. (laughs) He absolutely loves this. Mm -hmm. It's huge for him. It's perfect. She says that when they first moved in together, she noticed that he kept saying that he wanted to do movie night. They had tried a couple times, but with their work schedules and stuff, it just hadn't worked out. And she said that it kind of stuck in her head that it was something that he kept saying that he wanted to do. And she knows that he's the homebody in the relationship. So she figured she would plan a relaxing night in. You know, Elajuan mentions that he hasn't even been to a movie theater since uh, it's COVID times. So this is as close to a real <laughs> movie watching experience as he's had in a few years, probably. Yeah. Um, he says that they're going to turn up on his type of time now. <laughs> and, you know, they're talking about the food and stuff. And she says he she knows he's trying to chill on the candy. But this is one time it's a splurge cheat day. She had to pull out all the stops. He says for like the sixth time that this is perfect. (laughs) He tells her that he's shocked because he didn't think she was capable of thinking of this. I know. It's like such a cringe moment. It's like, she's not an idiot. I don't understand. She was an adult before you met her. He says that every time they talk about going out, they mean like out, out. But this is his kind of idea of going out. This really means a lot to him. It takes his breath away that she actually listened to him. Not that she was thoughtful, not that she coordinated something nice to him, that she listened to what he said and did it. (laughs) Now, here's a question. Do you think he doesn't want to go out out because he's going to be running into a bunch of hoes? No shade. No. Okay. I think if if he's, because we learned he works overnight. So that's Mm -hmm. probably, I'm thinking, playing the biggest factor in it. He's tired. I guess. But if you're conditioned to be working overnight, you can stay up late on your days off. I don't know. I don't know that struggle. Of course, she, you know, misses the fact that he's like giving a backhanded compliment. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, of course, I listen to you, which is, I'm sure, music to his ears. And he again tells her that this means a lot to him because he doesn't care about the world or anybody else or what's outside. He only cares about the person he's with. Which, I don't know why he goes back to that all the time. Like, it's just you and me. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. Forget everybody else. It's just you and me. I told you before, he just, he does, he's never been in a serious relationship. So all he knows is 
you know, uh, movie lines and mm. cliches. And uh, he, uh, his parents aren't, not, you know, not to bring up his parents, but his parents aren't together. He doesn't have a healthy relationship to, to uh, guide him. So he's operating in cliches. He keeps saying stuff that, you know, I've heard in books and movies. Um, and, and Instagram quotes. Oh, God. <laughs> Hashtag true love. Shut up. <laughs> well, in the end, he does say thank you and tells her that she looks great, by the way. He has to give her a little, you know, he gives her a good up and down mm-hmm. look. Get, do a double take on that ass. <laughs> And, you know, he's glad that he got to see this side of her and he can tell that now she hears him even when he's being an asshole. He does mean well. And she says she knows he has a big heart. He tries to act all hard, but he's just a big softy on the inside. And he says he's only soft for her. Mm. Then they have a big old bear hug. And in an ITM, she says that she can't stop smiling because she's happy that she brought him joy. Fuck him. (laughs) Just knowing that she finally hit the nail on the head with him, and this is something that he actually enjoys, is the best part. She knows that she got it right. It cuts to them on the couch, and he says that he loves that they can be themselves with each other, even though it looks like he works out all day. He loves candy and his children's juices (laughs) he doesn't have to sip champagne to make her happy or feel like an adult he knows or she knows that he can hold it down as a man and as a husband he feels like a weight has been lifted off of his shoulders and it's nice that katina (laughs) could take control by popping some orville redenbacher and getting some (laughs) m&ms Okay, sis. Oh my gosh. This is a whole new beginning and he loves it. She's showing her emotion through her action and this is all he wanted. He says that words are fine, but he needed to see the action because people have let him down so many times. But she hasn't done that and that's something he seriously needed. If I could have turned the TV off right now. (laughs) I was too through after this suit, after this scene. I was like, girl girl they both need therapy what is wrong with (laughs) y'all they need individual therapy to work through their issues and then it just gets worse it sure does go for it (laughs) Woo! so the next scene we see katina open the door and there is a gift bag and basket from the experts she brings all the stuff over to elajuan who's sitting on the couch and he immediately immediately says yep dr viviana this is what i'm talking about when he sees the whip and he's like you know i like to keep a tight ship he likes to crack the whip we know so katina is telling us that dr viviana has sent this care package of sort and uh that she's been in relationships before where she was more of the dominant one and that was very much a turnoff for her but it goes back to them exploring all the things that are in this uh care package it's funny he's so excited about it when he's the one who's not wanting to put out i don't know he he sees the key to the door i guess <laughs> uh yeah we see him pulling out this like bondage bodysuit <laughs> outfit for katina even though she says she's gonna make him wear it uh they have some fuzzy handcuffs that she puts on herself as she reads the note from the basket uh, the note says that, uh, says, Lajuan Katina, you're receiving the basket because we know you want to have fun together as you focus on trust and intimacy for this week. 
We urge you to push past any uncomfortable feelings so you can build intimacy in your marriage. Enjoy the goodies. So at this point, Olajuwon has put on his leather kitty mask (laughs) and is hitting his hand with the crop. Katina takes it from him and says she wonders if it hurts. And he says, well, you can hit me right here. And he's kind of like turning his like thigh out towards her. And she hits him in the hand. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, ow, I need my hand. Don't hit me there. (laughs) But they're like messing around with all this stuff. Uh, We see that she's putting the weird bodysuit on over her clothes, which obviously she has to because it's like has no back. (laughs) like at all (laughs) and he says he's gonna wear this and like puts on a collar katina says this is so weird (laughs) (laughs) but then she finds the leash that goes with the collar and no elajuan puts up a little uh little protest but eventually she hooks the leash to the (laughs) collar and you know she gives him a little tug and is like come on (laughs) elajuan Uh, then again, they just show them messing around some more. At this point, Olajuwon's shirt has disappeared, as yep. usual. Mm-hmm. Happens every episode. I don't know where mm-hmm. that shirt, it just materializes. It just goes somewhere <laughs> just and then comes disintegrates. back. Disintegrates. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, she like smacks him in the ass with the crop and they replay it like five times in a row from <laughs> different camera angles. Uh, Olajuwon even says that this these outfits might be the outfits that they wear when it goes down. If it goes down. In an ITM, he shares that they still haven't had sex yet, but he saw the tension break with her today. He said he got to see her loosen up and finally be vulnerable. So now it goes back to them in the living room and they've busted out the blindfold. She tells, she puts it on him and she tells him, now, you know, you can't see me. So you don't know what I'm going to do. Don't know what's going on. And she doesn't do anything crazy. All she does is plan a big kiss on him. And then it's her turn. And She's going to, he's going to give her a massage. So they start where she's like laying back and her head's in his lap. And she's telling him that she likes to be in control and doesn't like to be controlled, but she does like someone who's got a little, uh, so I'm guessing she wants (laughs) somebody with a little aggression and, you know, maybe someone to take control in this arena. Yes. So we see he's giving her like a weird stomach massage and she's laughing because she says she's ticklish. I'm thinking it's a little bit of nerves and he tells her to grow up and she says she can't. (laughs) But they keep going. She turns over, you know, he's rubbing her back and she says that feels great. She's never had a massage from a guy before. And he gives a weird look about that. Uh, He says, but if she feels good, then that means they have chemistry. She says they already knew that. But he says, now we're testing it. So back in an ITM, Olajuwon says that he knows that she felt a little razzle when it was on her back. But he was surprised he didn't say it was on her stomach because that's near the tutu, which I'm guessing is his code word for vagina. But if it's on her back, that's cool too. I don't know what this statement or sentence was supposed to mean, but okay, <laughs> sure. Basically, he thought, she would feel the jolt in her vagina because he was close to it on her tummy. But he wasn't. I don't know. <sighs> Nonetheless. Tutu. Uh, no. We're <laughs> adults. No. I know. He's telling her to grow up. For Use the real. proper proper terms, please. Or at least a normal one. Yeah. <laughs> Not just some random thing you made up. <laughs> 
so then we oh he says also in the ITM that it's cool to see each other naked but he's never touched her in that way before uh, so it goes back to them in the living room and with a butt smack and a jiggle Katina's massage is done yep <laughs> and now it's his turn to be blindfolded again so now he's laid back on the couch that shirt materialized again <laughs> and Katina does a body shot of Tito's off of him gross i do not want to drink anything out of a man's belly button Mm -mm. you know they don't clean them that's what he said because back (laughs) in an itm he said that she put a shot in his belly button and that was a signal to him that oh she's trying to get real freaky nasty okay (laughs) we can do that girl she's lucky he took a shower (laughs) but this all shows him that she's really comfortable with him And then it goes back to them in the living room laying together on the couch and they're both just saying how much fun they had and spending time together that day and doing the activities. And Katina asked him to carry her because she likes when he does that. So even though, again, he puts up a protest, he eventually like Mm -hmm. picks her up caveman style, carries her to the bed, gives her another slap on the ass and throws her in there. (laughs) And then they closed the door on us. Did they or didn't they? I hope so. That'll change the whole dynamic. Is that why he's so mad next week? Yep. I I think so. I think her her male friend, whatever his face was, might have said something on the text. That's my that's my guess. Unless she's talking to some other guy, but I don't think that's the case. I really don't with Katina. Or like she posted something he didn't like. Like I could see him being like, That picture's yeah. too sexy for my wife. Yep. Somebody on Reddit said that he saw her DoorDash receipt for a meal that she said she made. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Yeah, he was big mad next week. He was like, you made me wear this matching pink shirt and now you (laughs) pissed me off. (laughs) I'm so mad my receding hairline is receding more. (laughs) From the bane bulging out in my forehead. Johnny style. (laughs) Damn, I saw Johnny, a photo uh, Johnny posted today or whenever he posted it, but his his receding hairline is, he should just shave it all off. (laughs) It's really far back. He needs to join the hair club. Mm-hmm. He, he has like money. a faux hawk. Oh, ooh. Well, you know, like a it's shaved on the sides and tall on the top, but then it's receding, so it doesn't look great. But Johnny bald? Yeah, that too. At least a a close shave. I like, don't know. Yeah, cut it short. Like Ed short. Harris, like a dated reference, but Ed Harris. But yeah, that was them for the episode. I'm glad that's over with. I want to see next week. Bring on the fight. We want to fight. We want to fight. Rip off your mic. We want (laughs) to fight. (laughs) Curse someone out. Bang on the door. (laughs) That's terrible. I don't don't encourage any type of domestic violence situation. (laughs) Please don't fight with your partner. The Cheese McQueens do not. We do not endorse endorse that. This is only for entertainment television purposes only. They were in a supervised, controlled environment. <laughs> Both parties were safe, I assume. Let's hope. And that is today's legal disclaimer. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going with Tasmina and Michael. These two. <laughs> Just fussing to fuss. I know. Just fussing yeah. to fuss. That's why I'm so like unsure about them. I'm like, do y'all like each other or no or what? I don't know. 
sometimes they look like really comfortable with yeah. each other and laughing and joking. And then other times they're just like starting nonsense fights. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's very much like when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's bad. Like, yeah. There's no gray. There's not mm-hmm. just, we're all right. It's just, we're either doing fantastic or we hate each other. <laughs> but we come in to see them doing the question exercise from Dr. Viviana. Michael asks what he can do in their marriage better and why. Jasmina says, talk to her. We've heard this conversation already. It's the only conversation they have. A conversation about conversating conversing I remember the friend you got to communicate to communicate better it's all about communication <laughs> aka the rest of the scene of them in this episode uh so yeah she says he needs to just talk to her just throughout the day just about the small things she feels like the small conversations can lead to bigger ones and at this point she says well this game is so much fun really sarcastically <laughs> with an eye roll And he says, oh, now you just want to be done with it. No, you're not off the hook. He asks what she could do better, or he tells her what she could do better, is listen to him and understand him more. He's not her enemy. He's not against her in this. And he really hopes that she knows that. Then it's Jasmina's turn to pick a question. She asks if there's anything. And before she can even finish, Michael says no, (laughs) which makes her laugh. But she finishes the question, which is, is there anything that was em- that you were embarrassed by and why? So Jasmina tells him a story from high school about, um, I guess, like how the older girls like to prank the new newbies, the fish, as they used to be called back in my day. <laughs> uh, basically, one of the girls told Jasmina that she had gotten her period and, you know, she was going to help her out, like. He'll help her make like an escape room to the bathroom or whatever. And so this girl is like walking behind her to keep her covered up so nobody can see. And then all of a sudden the girl like dramatically exposes Jasmina and Jasmina in a panic, like sits down on the ground and like everybody's (laughs) looking and laughing. And, you know, of course she feels embarrassed about this because everybody's looking. But then in the end, it turned out just to be a joke. Michael asked if she was you know, pissed off after that. And she said she didn't need a moment. (laughs) No surprise there. And now it's his turn. And he asked her if he ever told her about the pee-pee boy story. (laughs) She instantly cracks up and he calls her a bully for it. He says, you know what? Never mind. I'm not even going there with you. You're already laughing at me. Like now I don't feel comfortable talking to you. Because literally, you're already laughing at me, and I haven't even said what happened But yet. still, if you have a title of your story called Pee-Pee Boy, I completely understand. That's what she says. The word pee-pee is funny. <laughs> and then, you know, she says, like, or he says, like, well, that's what they called me. But he says it, like, seriously. I know. And she's I couldn't like, tell if he was joking or not. I don't think he was joking. <laughs> So she kind of pulls herself together and she's like, okay, when when did you pee on yourself? So he finally starts telling the story and says that when he was six, he was in class sitting on the floor during story time with the other kids while the teacher was reading them a story. He says he raised his hand because he needed to go to the bathroom and the teacher told him that he basically needed to wait until story time was over. And he says he tried, but he again tried to get the teacher's attention because he really needed to go. 
And the teacher basically reprimanded him and told him to stop being disruptive. You know, you have to wait until story time is over. <laughs> and he said in his six-year-old mind, okay, bet. I'm going to just piss right here then. <laughs> so he decides he's going to pee on the spot. And he says, like, the pee is spreading in a puddle, like, around him. All the kids are trying to stand on chairs and get on the desk to avoid it. And then they all start pointing and calling him Mike the pee-pee boy. Oh, Jasmina cracks up hard as ever. <laughs> and he says, yeah, that's funny. Again, I don't know if he's being serious with that comment or not. I don't know. Because it is funny. He has to know the delivery in which he tells the story is humorous. Yeah, I don't know. He he delivers it. He, I guess, is on his Steve shit and just gives a flat, yeah. flat delivery. So it's like, I don't know how to feel or how you feel. But Jasmina, nonetheless, thinks it's hilarious. Uh, they move on to the next question. And... It's to tell your partner what's your favorite physical feature about them and why. Jasmina says that she likes his arms. She just wants to feel on them and squeeze them. (laughs) And he says for him, it's her smile for sure. And then she gets kind of blushing. It's kind of covering up her smile. What's funny is that the closed captioning. It says smell, right? It says her smell. That's what I was like. Oh, that's a weird thing to say. Why doesn't she think that's weird? I thought that was weird too, but then I was like, mm, but I could also say something like that because I do like that <laughs> a lot. I do secretly smell people. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I already know this. So you know it's true. <laughs> uh, the next scene we have is Dr. Viviana coming over. Jasmina jokes that they should invite Viviana over more often so it encourages Michael to clean up more. <laughs> and he's like, don't do me like that. Don't do that. <laughs> one of the so moments cute. exactly they're laughing having a good time with each other joking around and then 10 minutes later they're gonna be in a fight <laughs> so eventually there's a knock on the door they let dr viviana in they all sit down in the island in the kitchen they have her welcome sign there for her she thinks it's super cute and she it's says hard. yeah i was like mm, strawberries yeah <laughs> they did not the only people that offered her a drink were Stephen Noy. Mm-hmm. Always Had rude. multiple options. That's right. Nonetheless, she says that they are there to talk about intimacy and building trust. So physically, what have they been going through and what is their trust level when it comes to intimacy right now? Michael says that at this point, they are not physically intimate in any way right now. Dr. Viviana asks more specifically, is there any hand-holding, kissing, cuddling? And they say no. She asks why. And Michael says that he's letting Jasmina take the lead on that. So Dr. Viviana asks her if she knew that basically the ball was in her court or if they've had that discussion. Jasmina says that in the past, she's a person that needs emotional and mental connection with someone before there can be anything physical. And that's just how she prefers it period. And this is when she drops the line that if she has no connection with you on a deeper level, then her vagina is not getting wet for you. So tricky editors. Yep. Making us think that she was saying it directly to Michael, but she meant in general, I guess. But 
even then, he didn't look like he was too personally affected by it. Like, I mean, that makes sense. And Jasmina says, that's just, it is what it is. Uh, Dr. Viviana asks Jasmina if she feels like she hasn't gotten to a place where there's a connection. And Jasmina, like we said, says there's moments when she can start to feel something. But honestly, there are other times when it seems like they're just coexisting and not communicating. Then Dr. Viviana asks if it's because of things that have already happened in the past. And Michael immediately says yes. Of course, then they take the opportunity to show the flashback of Pastor Cal's visit when they were going back and forth at each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Viviana asks Michael if he feels like anytime he shares something that Jasmina doesn't like, she's going to label him as aggressive or disrespectful. And he again says yes, very quickly. He says his comfort level to just reach out and speak about anything isn't even there. Jasmina says that she's expressed to Michael that she genuinely wanted to start over and that it's not being reciprocated. So there's not much else she can do. So then Michael says that what he's hearing from her is that she's trying and he's doing this where he's focusing on the issue and she's more concerned with what he's doing to cause the issue or maintain it. She's saying that she's the only one trying basically. Yeah. Then Jasmina jumps in and asks him if he can say that he tried talking to her and we can see Michael starting to get frustrated because he says, you know, when do I get to finish a thought? Like (laughs) I was talking and you're talking over me, which we've seen as a pattern for Jasmina. Yeah. But she claims that he had stopped talking. So she was just (laughs) continuing on. But she seems like one of those people, like if there's any kind of break or she's going to immediately get in there. Yeah. And say what she has to say. There's also like a maturity issue here. She doesn't seem like, well, we know she hasn't been in relationships in like, in person. Yeah. One. Um, so I think there's like a maturity factor here where she just doesn't know how to act. Yeah. She's being super petty. Mm-hmm. But, oh, then at this point she allows him to finish his thought. And he says that each time they have 100% each time they have a conflict Jasmina cuts him off right there and says, we're not talking about conflict. We're talking about normal communication right now. (laughs) They're focusing on communication and getting back to talking on a normal day-to-day basis right now. Then Michael says, well, conflict resolution is part of normal communication. And at this point, he looks at Dr. Viviana and says, I don't even know what I'm doing or where this is going because he he can't get a word out edgewise. So Dr. Viviana breaks it up and says, all right. Let's try to see what's going on here. This is definitely a breakdown in communication. So let's try to start over. So Michael speaks first and asks Jasmina if she thinks that he's taken ownership of the things he needs to work on. And she thinks that he's stuck on taking ownership and she's not holding any of that stuff that's happened in the past against them. Her problem is that she feels like she's the only one trying and she's putting in more effort. Dr. Viviana says that's huge because that means she does have some trust in Michael. And Michael does say that he feels like Jasmina has been giving him the benefit of the doubt, but he still doesn't know how to communicate with her in a way that doesn't seem disrespectful to her and her opinion. Uh, Dr. Viviana says journaling can be a way to release a lot of concerns and fears. Maybe if he can put pen to paper and then share that with her, they can... He can get his point across that way. She says they also need to create a safe space so that intimacy can grow. She straight up asks them, as far as intimacy goes, is that something that they're even trying to get to? Like, okay, 
y'all can't even talk to each other y'all don't show any kind of affection toward each other like is that even the goal (laughs) do we even need to continue talking about it if ultimately y'all are just hanging out to get through this (laughs) and michael says yes uh he hopes that if they got closer physically not necessarily sex but just closer and more intimate that they could grow a more emotional connection and have a deep spark Uh, jasmina says that when they speak more and get better connection she does feel like she wants those things to happen too and then they both kind of start smiling at the idea of you know kissing and cuddling and whatever else might come along (laughs) and dr viviana points it out and she asks michael if jasmina is kissable and he says just look at her (laughs) And her smile grows even bigger. And so this gives Dr. Viviana hope that they can work through this. But that's where their session ends with her. I don't know. Well, we'll see in the next scene that not much progress is made with that meeting. So the next scene we have of them is they're on the couch after uh, Dr. Viviana has left. And they're talking about how the session went. Michael says that he feels like they talked about a lot. And it was the first time he's heard Jasmina really say that she's feeling like he's not putting in effort, uh, that him taking ownership isn't enough, in her opinion. Jasmina says that she appreciated Dr. Viviana, let them talk, but in a different way, because what they need to do going forward is communicate. Michael agrees and says that the journaling idea might be a good idea, because even in speaking to Dr. Viviana, they were both not letting the other person finish their thought. And Jasmina interjects that that only happened twice. So stop trying to use that as something to go (laughs) off of. And Michael says, well, it doesn't matter if it happened two or three times. It happened more than once. And she, this is when she starts to get an attitude. And she's like, so what does that have to do with journaling? And she's like cutting her eyes at him. And he says that his thought process is you write everything down you want to say that allows you to get your full thoughts out to the other person. They listen and then they can respond. Jasmina says that she personally doesn't want to write anything down because she has no problem being vocal and talking like they're talking right now. But he can journal his heart away, whatever. She's open to listen to what he writes down. And he says, okay, this is going back to what I was talking about earlier. There's a problem. If there's a problem, we should both be doing the same thing to fix it. If there's an issue for us as a couple, why is he the only one doing the exercise? She says she thinks that this is him just being in his head. She's not trying to make it like a Michael problem or a you problem. (laughs) But if she's telling him she doesn't want to journal, then she doesn't need to. He says he doesn't need to either. (laughs) But she cuts him off and says that she wasn't done talking. (laughs) She goes on to say, why does she need to write in a journal if she can vocally tell him? That she's done speaking in a conversation and I'm done. And then he has to like (laughs) clarify, like, do you mean you're done right now in this conversation? (laughs) And she says, yes. And he says that he wanted to introduce a new technique because it hasn't been done before. She gives a big, humongous, gigantic, dramatic eye roll and mid-sentence like excuses herself, physically gets up and leaves the apartment. Next, we see her in the elevator bay in the apartment building saying that she's just saying the same shit back and forth. And that's why she's frustrated. She's saying, let's try it. And he keeps saying she hasn't done it. She doesn't understand why it's not clicking for him. So they break the fourth wall and we see a producer. So, you know, it's real. Mm -hmm. 
and the producer is trying to like coax her back to going into the apartment and finishing the conversation with Michael. But in an ITM, Jasmina says that she feels like she's not being heard by Michael and that it's his way or no way. And that's not how it should be in a marriage. We go back to them on the couch and she tells him that she's frustrated because she's literally saying she would like to move forward and try a different approach and he's not accepting it. So that's why she needed to take a moment because he wasn't giving her the space or the platform to try out this new technique. She personally doesn't want a journal. And he says, I don't give a damn about a journal either. (laughs) And he's willing to try her method to fix the problem. So she wants to basically do this check-in method. Like, are you done? I'm done. That's a terrible idea. I can see that going left immediately. I can hear him say, are you done yet? (laughs) Right. Both of them. Yeah. Um, He says that the reason that they were going back and forth is because he didn't hear her say that she had this other option because she didn't. Mm -mm. And yeah, like I said in my notes, I feel like this method is going to be a problem that the first time he says, are you done or are you finished? She's going to get an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) But Michael goes back to the um, we quote unquote part of the conversation where it's both of them making an effort to fix the problem, not just him. And Jasmina says that even though she didn't say we, she still didn't feel like he was giving her space to try what she wanted to try. Then here goes the next drama. Michael then says he doesn't understand why she keeps going backwards. She argues it was only five seconds ago and he fires back. Well, even if it was five seconds ago, it's in the past now. We're talking about the present tense (laughs) where we can forget about the journals and do your suggestion. At this point, the camera did have a tight shot of Michael's face. But they zoom out super quick and you can see Jasmina giving full force eye roll, like full whites of her eyes showing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is 100% over this conversation and probably over him. (laughs) And in ITM, we see Michael and he says that it's frustrating just talking in circles over and over again until they basically like talked each other out. And then that just makes the problem worse because it's still unresolved. Uh, It's hard to open up to somebody about things if it's always going to turn into some type of disagreement. He says that she's pointing fingers all the time, so it's a constant battle and struggle for him. It's become a you versus me thing, and it's supposed to be them together as a unit. If they can't figure out how to solve these small conflicts, they're never going to get to the point where they can resolve bigger issues in their marriage. So, yeah, Dr. Viviana did not help them so much. Mm Fought about the fight about fighting the fight on fights and communication and the communicate <laughs> that they can need to communicate about so since we see they're having such issues you know it didn't seem appropriate for them to be getting the freaky deaky sex basket <laughs> from the expert not the right time for that no so they got to do the uh married at first sight's favorite trope tantric yoga they've been doing this the last few seasons where if there's a couple that's not really on that type of time as far as intimacy. Like connecting, yeah. Yeah, they make them do this dirty yoga. Brett and Ryan last season. Who was it the season before? A Clara and... Yes, Clara and Ryan. Yeah, but at least this time, nobody's balls were hanging out. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, so we see the two of them rolling up to Lotus Yoga Studio where they meet Lauren, their instructor. And, you know, first she has them sit back to back to help them get in sync. 
and we can see the scenes of them sitting together and breathing. And a voiceover, Jasmina says that yoga is a different type of intimacy. Her and Michael are putting their hands on each other and it feels good to be close to him. She's letting him receive all of her in a sense. And she says she could even see herself being intimate with Michael. But Mm -hmm. they have to create a bond and trust first. It goes back to them at the yoga studio and Lauren is giving them, you know, their final activity after they've done all these different yoga positions. And it's, they do still get a love basket, but it's not as risque as the ones the other couples got. (laughs) (laughs) Did we, Noi and Steve, we didn't see them. They had, oh, they had the five senses thing. Yeah, they had a different exercise. Yeah, they didn't need bondage like the other two couples. They already fucking. That's true. Well, so, mm, mm. Mark and Lindsay are trying to get that old thing back. Oh my god. So she brings them their little uh, basket activity and it's basically the instructions that Michael Reed says that one person asks the questions and the person answering must be blindfolded. If you feel like your spouse was honest in their answer, you can reward them with a treat. And they have like some fruit and I guess candy and like whipped cream and stuff mm-hmm. as the reward. And Michael asked the first question, which is, do you think you've been fully vulnerable with me? And if not, why? So behind her blindfold, and I would just like to point out that um, Jasmina did make her blindfold work with her last extensions, unlike Miss Mirla, who was unwilling (laughs) last season. She just kind of held it out a little bit so it didn't mush her eyelashes. Uh, She says that no, she hasn't been completely vulnerable because there's been a lack of communication. She doesn't feel like he cares sometimes for their marriage or for her as a person. Um, That's holding her back from being 100% vulnerable. And I think he like feeds her blackberry or something. And then, but they don't talk about it. Uh, Then it's her turn. And she asks him what's hard for him to say. And he says that he wishes that he trusted her more. He says that, Once they have more conversation and when he doesn't feel like she's being defensive, that's when she'll truly, genuinely try to understand him. And that would be a step in the right direction. He takes the blindfold off and she tells him that she's not surprised that he feels this way. She knows that she has to create that safe space for him to trust her. And she knows that her reactions during their conflicts are the reason that he's being the way that he is. But nothing is completely his fault, 100%. And in ITM, we see Michael say that this is the first time Jasmina has taken ownership in saying that she does need to create um, a safe space for them to have open dialogue. And that's a huge step. He can tell that she's really taking all this in and is trying to understand him. It goes back to them in the activity And she asks him if he regrets getting married at first sight. He takes a breath and says no. They've had a rough patch, but he thinks if they can get through this hump and get to know each other a lot more, they'll be okay. She says that they've definitely had bumps in the road, but they've also had good moments where she can see what it's like to be in a good marriage with him. And if those kinds of things continue, this could be amazing. So there's potential. In a voiceover, Michael says that he really cares for Jasmina and wants to build a strong connection and a strong bond. Hopefully moving forward, they can build that trust. And then we see that the treat Jasmina is going to give Michael is a little whipped cream. So she tells him to, you know, tilt his head back. And then she puts as much whipped cream as possible into his (laughs) mouth and almost chokes him, which of course is 
hilarious to of her. Course. She just laughs and laughs. <laughs> and of course, he says, so much for trust. <laughs> oh, Jasmina the Joker. So let's see. We get oh a final scene of them in bed. Well, she's in bed. And Michael is kind of combing out his beard. Gross. I hate beards. I'm so mad they came into fashion. I wish they would go out of style already. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Especially when they're long and gnarly like Michael. Yeah, I don't like long, long beards. They're so gross. But she says that she wants to, she wants to comb it out. And he says he's hesitant to give her his pick because after the whipped cream thing, his trust level is just not the same anymore. (laughs) But he gives her, he gives it to her anyway. And she, you know, does a couple rakes. We hear Michael say that he's hopeful for their marriage. He feels like their mindset has changed. He hopes that they can just have fun with each other and focus on building a great foundation and being each other's better halves. It cuts back to them in bed and Michael has the uh, eye mask blindfold from the yoga studio (laughs) that he puts on his head to go to sleep. And again, she's cracking up at this and he says he's dead ass serious about sleeping with his eye mask on. And she (laughs) says, well, maybe you should put it over your mouth to stop you from snoring. (laughs) (laughs) But she goes on to say that she really liked yoga and it definitely made them closer. Mike says that doing the exercises were the first time they'd really looked at each other in the eye for a long period of time since their wedding basically in an itm with uh jasmina she says that she hasn't felt a spark since the wedding day but looking into each other's eyes and doing the exercises brought back some familiar feelings she says she liked connecting with him on that level before they started speaking again Uh, back in bed michael said that if they keep building on the conversations they had that day it would be inevitable that an emotional connection would grow. And then once they have that as a foundation, everything else should fall into place naturally. Jasmina says that she definitely feels like a connection is growing, but she also feels like they are up and down where they have a few good days and then something will happen and that throws it all off. Mm -hmm. They need to stay on a roll, basically. Yeah. Uh, Michael says that after the blind truth exercises he feels like they both kind of know where their heads are at Uh, jasmina says the exercises definitely helped them get to a better place like so good that she hasn't even cut him off while he's been talking (laughs) she thinks she deserves a high five for that one and he says "Mm, maybe after a week but you can get a fist bump today and so you know he gives her a little dap on it and then she being the jokester pulls a fast one (laughs) And points at the back of his hand and is like, what is that? And he puts his hand out to look. And then she slaps him five and starts dying laughing. And he's just like, you are so corny. Like, I'm mad you even think you're funny because you're not. <laughs> like, you're really not. I think and, she's funny. And she says he's just mad because he fell for it. And they're all just smiles and giggles at the end. And that was them for the episode. So like we said, they're so just night know. and day, hot yeah. and cold. I don't know. I don't even remember what their next time on was. Uh, it was hard because this one is, because this is episode 10, so this is mid-season. So they yeah. did like the back half mid-season coming up the rest of this season on. Yeah. 
So that means next week should be one month anniversary. Mm -hmm. You know how they always do like a little date and a gift and all that jazz. Looking back at the the wedding memories and whatnot. Because I think this episode was day 22 and 24. That time frame around there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it should be coming up. Yep. Well, all right. Last couple. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Lindsay and Mark. Okay, so these, the first time we see them in the episode, they're working out at Planet Fitness. Why aren't they working out at Mark's gym? I thought Mark's, that gym that he promotes is in Rhode Island. Oh, I don't know. When I looked it up, that's where it said it was, I believe. Unless they have multiple locations. And also, I don't, we live in Texas where it takes like two days to drive to the next state. So I don't know how close it is between Massachusetts and Rhode Island. That, Yeah. <laughs> It could yeah, be I'm, an hour. We don't know. I'm not sure. I just thought it was interesting that he was at Planet Fitness but works for a competitive uh, competitor. Um, I thought that too because I had heard or I'd seen rumors that after he got evicted, he got fired. What? Yeah. So that's why I thought maybe that's why they were at Planet Fitness instead of at whatever gym that he worked for. Oh. The key would be if he wears those t-shirts in future episodes. But I don't think... That gym that he's promoting, well... It's a separate gym? That doesn't make any sense. I know, that's what I was going to say, because then he wouldn't be able to advertise for them. But I don't know. Also, um, no gym was on his LinkedIn page. It said uh, Beachbody, which is not a gym. I don't know. Big question Mm, mark. Indeed. Anyway, uh, next time we see Lindsay. Lindsay is uh, having a video chat with a friend. So she's dishing to the friend that that Mark's a good guy and she sees, put us all that fly again. Mark's a good guy and she sees the potential, but it's not at the moment what she wants. They were having sex. He started to pull back saying he wanted to be more emotional and intimate and they haven't had sex in three weeks, two weeks. I forget what, how many weeks, but it's been a minute. And the friend asked why she's still even there. And did you see this? Lindsay made a money sign. It's debatable. Do you think so? Yeah. That that's international for money, don't you think? A lot of people said snapping. Ah. For emphasis. And she also did it again during uh after party. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at it again. Anywho, I thought it meant money, like she don't want to pay the fines. <laughs> that day there she's talking there with her friend. She's saying that Mark initiated sex with her at the apartment. He took off her clothes. They did it quick and dirty. He didn't take care of her, meaning she didn't come. It was quick. He says he had to go. He said he had to go pee and go to the gym, and that was it. She told him that he said he needed emotional connection, and there was nothing emotional about that quick and dirty sex. She also tells him that he could leave and that she can finish herself off with her vibrator. A friend seems like this is just a normal kind of conversation she has with Lindsay on the regular. (laughs) She's not shocked by Lindsay's frankness at all. Um, But she does say that it's weird because what she sees in Mark is like he's a people pleaser. So the fact that, you know, he did not please her is surprising. And Lindsay said, there's no pleasing over here. She's confused about him wanting an emotional connection. Her sexual needs were being met more when she was single and dating. The friend reiterates that she need, that he needs intimacy. He needs feeling, a look, 
She explains to Lindsay that she's the toaster and Mark wants to take the toaster apart, understand how it works before he can put bread in. She knows Lindsay wants to go fast, but Lindsay's speed is too fast and she needs to tone it down. To which Lindsay says, it's a lot. Which is interesting because that's how everybody explains her. her. Yeah. (laughs) The friend agrees, but knows she's not going to give up. In an ITM, Lindsay says, how things are going right now, they will never have sex again. She will dry up like the Sahara Desert. She tells the friend that Mark needs to step it up because she needs more than what he's giving. Next scene, we see them on the beach. It's a quick little scene. They have a jar of questions. And the first and only question that we see them read is, what's your favorite sexual position and why? Lindsay says it's being on top because she found her G-spot orgasm and that's going to take it to the bank for her. And Mark just has Mark face and says, okay. What's that? (laughs) Right. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I mean, all for whoever he's ended up with. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Yeah. Well, the next scene, you know, that was like a really quick scene. But anyway, the next time we see them is with Dr. Viviana's visit. The scene opens up with Lindsay giving all the cats catnip. They're both happy that all the cats are getting along. And Lindsay wonders if Dr. Viviana is allergic to cats. So... That's too many cats. I learned today that if you are allergic to cats, you're not allergic to their fur. You're allergic to their saliva. But they lick themselves so much that all their fur is covered with the saliva. And that's what makes you have an allergic reaction. That's interesting. Thanks, Instagram. How I found out I was allergic to cats, I guess, or to the saliva of cats. I was a little girl and I was petting. I went to my mom's... um, friend's house and all I remember because I was quite quite young it was a glass house like windows for days and I he had a big fluffy white cat and I was just like going to town I was like yeah this I love cats it's so fluffy so cute they leave the room they come back and I am swollen (laughs) I had to go to the hospital (laughs) we need an EpiPen stat yup but I like how cats look. I just can't have any. So, yeah, indeed. I would die in this house, basically. So, in an ITM, Mark says he isn't sure how this is going to go. He knows that they're going to talk about the sex, their sex life or lack thereof, and he's not looking forward to that at all. Dr. Viviana opens up with the simple question, how do you feel about your marriage? And they both just start cackling. <laughs> annoying dr viviana again asks the question but to mark and he all he says is it's been an interesting three weeks okay then dr viviana says she knew there would be fireworks between them but didn't think it was going to get so bad she never wants them to be in that space again with each other or with anybody else she is there to help them build trust and intimacy and hopes that they can leave their mess in the past and never do that to each other again. She then asks about the trajectory of their sex life. Mark starts talking, but then Lindsay right away whispers, it's dead. <laughs> Dr. Viviana says, yeah, like it's all over the place. And, and Lindsay continues. She says that on the wedding night, Mark told her that he was going to make her feel so cared for and so loved for in ways she had never imagined. And they were both were in it, right? They had sex the next day. They had sex again. And the next time they had it, 
Mark said he didn't, it just didn't feel right and that he wasn't sure about them. Dr. Viviano wants to, you know, kind of that confirmation from Mark and wants to understand it more. And he says, yeah, that's what happened. The first time he felt really comfortable and connected with her. And second time he didn't. Dr. Viviana asked if he liked it. And he said, yeah, it was great. And then she asked the same question to Lindsay. And Lindsay says, it wasn't bad for the first time. She said that she felt that he was really passionate and romantic and that he could probably handle her, but it doesn't look like it. Okay. But no, not okay. Then why was she so freaking thirsty? Because she lied. Because she lied. And yeah, she's lying here. Like, and when um, everybody asked her about it on the catamaran, she was giggling like an idiot and was so in love and all of that. And I was like, really? Mark rocked your world where you're acting the fool? Girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's the difference between then and now? Like, just because he's not putting out, now she's all bitter. Yeah. All right. Well, then Dr. Viviana doesn't like this tone either. She asks if she wants a good sex life with Mark, and she says yes. Then you don't need to be so rude about it when you're talking about it. Lindsay says it's so hard. And Viviana's like, it's hard not to be rude? She's like, no, it's hard to talk to him about it. So she just gives up. And Dr. Viviana's not having any of that. She says, you don't give up in a marriage. She needs to say they haven't figured this out yet. It's still important. I still need this. I still want this. And I want to talk about it. She asks, what makes sense for them in order to behave in the ways to make this work? She asks if they trust each other. And if they do, they can build from there. Lindsay says she does trust Mark, but she doesn't think Mark trusts her. Mark says the same thing about Lindsay, to which Viviana wants a distinction. She asks if they believe they want the best for each other, and they both say yes. Then she asks if they trust that they want to be more intimate with each other, and they both say yes. She tells them that they want the same things. They both know what they want is best for each other, but now they also need to consider the best interests of the marriage. She tells them not to be hurtful. They hit below the belt and they can't do that in order for this to work. And that's where it ends. Then we get, you know, a good three to five minutes of Lindsay laughing like a crazy person during this Nerf gun fight. And ITM, she says she loved Nerf gun fights since she was a kid. It's a great way to get out some aggression and tension and a great way to have fun. She thinks Mark needs to let loose. So there's a montage of them playing. And ITM Mark says, Lindsay has a crazy laugh. Then you put a gun in her hand and he thinks she really might try and kill him tonight. He says, it's nice to come home and have fun and enjoy each other's company. Then there's a knock at the door. And there's a sex basket there, of course, to encourage their trust and intimacy. Lindsay hands Mark the envelope and the first game is called Silent Treatment. He says the point of the game is for Lindsay to listen to Mark and stop talking first. Just kidding, but we're not. (laughs) Did you notice she like changed into her sexy outfit? I didn't notice that, no. She put on, because she had on a light, lighter colors before, but then she put on like these pleather leggings and like a black top. (laughs) And I was like, oh, we got the sexy time outfit on. Okay. She is trying to hit that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the point is to d- deepen their connection without speaking. In an ITM, Mark says that silence is great because there's so much going on at all times. It's just nice to, for it to be quiet 
He likes his intimacy to be soft and romantic, like some peace, but that doesn't happen much here. So then Lindsay busts out the ball gag. And another ITM mark says that this is not his thing, but whatever Lindsay wants to do in the basket, they're going to do. That's what you do when you get married. Get venturous and silly. She puts the ball gag on Mark. He says he can't breathe and he can't even wear it right. So in an ITM with Lindsay, she says Mark looks like a pig in a Polynesian buffet that did not quite get the apple in stuffed in its mouth. What a beautiful way to describe your husband. Right? So I'm sure you would appreciate it if he described you like that. Mm-hmm. Lindsay then puts her ball gag in like a pro, I might add, and picks up a card. It says, help your partner try on their candy treat. So she puts a candy G-string on Mark and is howling laughing. Mark says she sounds like a dolphin. <laughs> Sexy. Uh, in an ITM, Lindsay says that it's always good to laugh with Mark. What attracts her the most with him is the fact that they can look at each other and just laugh. She wants what they had on their wedding night and on their honeymoon. She wants him to dive in. In the next card, it says to stare and into each other's eyes for 30 seconds. The card after that, it says demonstrate how you'd like to cuddle with your spouse. And they cuddle on the couch and Lindsay is laughing so hard she's snorting. And Mark is drooling all over her. <laughs> Again, sexy. Very, very sexy. Mark says this is this was fun to be playful, but he's not thinking, let me take your pants off or anything like that. He's thinking, stop laughing. You're scaring me just a bit. <laughs> she does have a crazy ass laugh. In the next card, it says to write a word of affirmation on your spouse. Mark says a small word, please. Lindsay writes the word driven on his forehead. In the ITM, she says he's hardworking, motivated, and capable. Tonight, she's learning that even though he's closed-minded and doesn't want to do something, he still gives it a shot, and that counts for something. And the next card, why is everything happening to Mark? Um, because he's letting her <laughs> I guess take so. control. She's driving the boat. The next card says, take a piece of clothing off your partner. Lindsay takes Mark's shirt off, and then she takes a Polaroid. In the night TM, Lindsay says it looks it says it looks like he got hazed in a college sorority, but she's the one that hazed him. We have to add this to the fridge. Mark's first ball gag, something to show the grandkids. They go back to the scene and she tells Mark he looks sexy as fuck. Mark says, No, this is not for me. <laughs> I know, oh, I know man. I was tweeting during this, like, I don't know, like this is giving me very much bow and Johnny, like, take this off the TV. I do not want to see any yes. of this. <laughs> It's a hard pass for everything that happened. No, no, no. I don't want any of it. The next scene is post-group outing. They're both laying in bed. Mark says he thought he was going to break an ankle. He asks, since they're coming up to their one-month anniversary, is there anything he needs to work on? And Lindsay says she needs to be wooed. She's willing to take him for better or worse and through all his stuff, but she gets wooed a lot. And there ain't no woo. And an ITM mark says in Lindsay's past relationship, she probably was pursued pretty hard. But the difference was that there was breathing room. That's not the case here. They're with each other all day and all night. And then they experience difficult situations. And it's hard to want to woo her. She will get wooed when the time is right. And when she gets wooed, it will be great. Back in bed, she wants him to make more of an effort and have interest in her. 
That would make all the difference for her to say yes on decision day. Mark says, gotcha. He will take that, take what she wants into consideration and try and work on it. Very romantic. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) That's all the couples, but let's get into this group outing. The guys and girls are split up once again. The guys are going to play hockey and we're trying to. And the girls are doing aerial yoga or trying to. Hmm. (laughs) Let's do the girls first. In an ITM, Lizzie says, it's nice to hear from the other wives, see where they're at in the process to put it all in perspective. She's done yoga before and aerials before. So this is right up her alley. It's her cup of tea. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) She's the pro of the group. What? Ever. She probably went once to both of those things. The point is that she went. <laughs> okay. There's a montage of the girls doing yoga and Katina is struggling. In the ITM, she says that she's 30 and not as flexible as she used to be. Same. She needs to start working out with her husband more. Meh. In another ITM with Lindsay, she says that now that Alyssa isn't around, this meetup is going really well. She thinks Katina is dot dot dot. And then she's like, nah, I'm not going to ruin a good thing. She's not going to say anything about Katina. And she hopes that it's going to keep going like it is since they trimmed the fat. Then we get to Jasmina's ITM. She says that butterfly move, it did something. And she's not going to lie. She might have broke her coochie. She probably won't do that again. (laughs) After yoga, the girls are sitting around and talking. And Noi says she's adjusting to married life. She's pretty happy. She doesn't miss dating at all. Jasmina asks if she if they still feel like they're being chased or chasing somebody. Noi says that she misses the chase a little bit. She misses the mystery. She thinks that her and Steve are almost too comfortable with each, with each other. He probably farts and shits in front of her. That's my take on that statement. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Jasmina says she misses that chase part. She said part of the problem with is Mike's mouth. And that she's the one working and chasing and he's not doing any of those things. Katina says she doesn't miss anything about dating. She likes living with someone. She likes waking up to someone. She's enjoying everything, but also taking it day by day so she doesn't get lost in the fairy tale. That is a bad fairy tale. Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin. I was going to say Cinderella because she's doing all the cooking and cleaning. But either way, it sounds terrible. He's a troll. And she's a beautiful princess. (laughs) Good point. Either way, I'm closing that book. Don't want to read it. No, thank you. Lindsay says she doesn't know about the dating stuff. Like she, she misses it. She, she had some fun. She misses being wooed. She dated older established men who had their shit together and are ready to woo a woman. And she was ready to be wooed. In the ITM, Lindsay, she doubles down on this. She says the type of men who approached her were big fish, but they don't necessarily have the quality she wants in a husband. And she thinks she could have that with Mark. She'd love to have it with Mark, but she's not willing to give up all the woo. She continues and tells the group that at least she's having sex again. She's getting her orgasms. And it does wonders for her attitude. It really does. Jasmina says she doesn't feel comfortable. Oh, and they, oh, and then they start raiding their marriages. Yeah. Yeah. And Jasmina says she doesn't even feel comfortable giving her marriage a rating. They're just working on their marriage and that's just it. Lindsay asks her what number she needs to say yes on decision day. Would she say eight? Would she say yes on an eight? And Jasmina's like, yeah, I would say yes on an eight. But the first month was... So bad. There was no communication at all. 
So the second month would have to be pretty fucking amazing because they just lost a month of getting to know each other. And Lindsay brings up that Mark says this to her all the time that that they've lost a month and they've had such a bad month and yada, yada, yada. And it hurts her feelings because she she learned a lot during those three weeks. And Jasmine is like, the difference is she didn't learn shit about shit. Okay. (laughs) There's that. Yikes. I also think that part of the problem is probably Mike works a lot. Like he's gone at four. He doesn't come back till seven. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. (laughs) Period. No, because yeah, if I'm working those kinds of hours and and weekends. Yep. Yeah. It's kind the of first rough. thing I'm trying to do is go to sleep to wake up and do it again. If I gotta mm-hmm. be up at four o'clock in the morning. With the guys, they start out sitting around and talking. And Steve tells the bunch that he finally told Noi that he loved her. And all the guys are like, oh, congratulations. They're all kind of mushy about it, which is kind of funny. Mike asks how she took it. And he said she was shocked for a moment, but she said it back. The guys again shake hands and congratulate him and that's about it with that. (laughs) Then there's a whole montage of the guys falling on their asses. I mean playing hockey. They were playing hockey. That's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. I forgot. (laughs) Expert level. Yes. An idea. Mike, poor Mike, has never skated before ever and as expected, he's not great at ice hockey. (laughs) He did not terrible for this being his first time ever being on stage. Yeah. He was able to at least stay up a little bit. I mean, he looked just like the other guys. They were all falling. So (laughs) the fact that it was his first time was, he did fine. Mark says he took a couple of falls. Olajuwon took a couple of falls. And then they took a couple of falls together. And he's just lucky that nobody got hurt. Really hurt. Yeah, that's the real miracle. (laughs) Once you get up there in age, you can't be doing shit like Mm -mm. skating and that kind of... Because one fall is it. Yeah. Skiing, that kind of stuff. You hit something and shatter your leg and you're fucked up forever. (laughs) Well, if I was 15 or 105, I'm not going skiing. No thanks. (laughs) Just saying. You and me both will be hanging out in the uh, cabin by fire because I'm not mm-hmm. trying to do that shit either. Done. I hate snow sports. All you do is get <laughs> cold and wet. It sucks. <laughs> Same. And so they're back uh, chatting it up after, you know, skating or falling. Uh, Steve asks, in the past four weeks, what have been the highest and lowest moments of the marriage? Mark says it's different each week. In terms of Lindsay's effort, he gives it her a nine because she, she does so many nice things for him. But listening and relaxing on some things, he gives her a six because she's not making that happen for him. Olajuwon says last week, he was at a four. But this week, he was at an eight. It just goes high and low. That movie movie night did not hit a ten. It just got an eight. <laughs> she didn't pick his favorite movie, probably. I know, right? <laughs> Shrek. Way to fuck up the selection, Katina. Mike then asked Olajuwon if there was ever a time where he felt like a one or a zero. And Olajuwon's like, if I hit those numbers, I'm out. Mike says at one time he definitely felt like a two or one because things were so tough. He's thinking if they're having issues so early on, how are they going to get through this at all? He never had the idea of marriage because his parents were never married or together. So he knew he was going to have to go into this with his own idea of marriage. 
But even with that, he never imagined it would be this difficult so early on. So at that point, Steve asked him how he rates his marriage. Mike says he would give it like a seven because they have really great conversation. But if they can't move forward, that can't get any higher. And he doesn't think that Jasmina will rate it any higher than a seven. Uh, Jasmina didn't rate it at all. So... At least she didn't say zero. She said, still computing. <laughs> but that's it. That's a show. That's all she wrote. Very interesting. Indeed. Do you want to catch us up on uh, after party? Was there any highlights or tea that was spilled? <sighs> Let's see. So this week on after party, we had Lindsay and Olajuwon as guests, as well as a special guest. They're trying something new. We also had Kevin Fredericks, aka Kev on stage, for those in the know. Um, I thought this was really interesting because I did see some takes about this on Reddit and it was kind of split, um, which I'm not surprised because probably if you're not on like black Twitter or black Instagram, you don't know who this person (laughs) is, even though he has like 1.4 million followers. He has almost a million followers on YouTube. Their uh, podcast does like 50,000 views per episode every week. And still, there were a lot of people like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> now, to be to be honest, they could all be grandmas like me, where I would never have known who this person is if you hadn't sent me their podcast. I think they're just not people of color. <laughs> okay. I think that's I'm just saying, I'm a person of I'm a person of color, but I'm also a grandma, and I only know hip things when you send them to me. <laughs> but yeah, but even then, you could say, hey, it's the guy from the AT and T commercial. He has that going. That's true. <laughs> Why is he on here? That would be even weirder if that is what that you knew was, him from. That was my only reference. Oh, wait a minute. He told me I could bundle my cell phone in <laughs> TV. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, it, it is an interesting move for them to try to use him as leverage and try to, you know, use his platform to spread mm-hmm. the married at first sight word. Uh, he, They talked to him kind of about how he's, why he's here. <laughs> And how he's like into the show. Well, here's here's a question uh, right off the bat. Now, it just came to me. I'm so sorry for interrupting. So do you think they're trying to appeal to more people of color? Yes. Or do you think, or, yes. or do you think that their audience is pretty much people of color? Because the host, Keisha's a person of color. Then they're bringing on this guest, a person of color. I think the tide is turning. You think so? Now that the cast is getting more diversified, the audience is getting more diversified. Mm, that's a good point. Just but, just throwing it out there. Just curious because it just hit me all at once. It's like, wait a minute. This is on purpose. Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> doing a thing for yeah. sure. Um, but he says that as far as uh, getting into the show, um, like most men, you know, during the pandemic, like all of us, we were all watching all kinds of shit on TV just to pass the time because <laughs> we couldn't go nowhere, do anything. And he said, we weren't supposed to be. Um, <laughs> he says that his wife was the one who discovered the show, Melissa. And, um, you know, like most men, he saw one episode mm-hmm. and saw she was watching another episode. And by episode like four or five, they're both snugged up on the couch under the blanket delivered <laughs> like, oh, girl, do you think it's going, who's going to make it to decision day? <laughs> At this point, then they started doing the podcast where they started covering it. Uh, 
with uh, Marcus and Angel. I wonder if they're going to be guests. Because Melissa's going to be on next week. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. So I wonder. I bet you. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Angel I could see because she's also a professional actor. So she's like media trained. Uh, mm. Marcus, not so much. He's not, not in the entertainment industry like they are. Um, so I don't know if he'd be on, but Angel, I could see. Shout out to her in that Pop Sugar commercial that I keep seeing everywhere online. I don't know what, don't know what Pop Sugar is. It's like a like a trend, like a influencer brand. Mm. Nonetheless, <laughs> uh, he lets Lindsay and Elijah know that he's the voice of the people at home, so he's going to be trying to keep it real while he's on the episode. Mm. Um, <laughs> but after they do the drink, it was a strawberry something, strawberry seduction, I think it was. Didn't sound particularly great but Keisha first off gets in on Olajuwon and his antiquated ways she says that even though this is a safe space a woman's worth is not determined based on her housewife abilities and cooking and cleaning and all that both Lindsay and Kevin wholeheartedly agree they're like amen preach let him know and Keisha says that she's just going to charge it to him not articulating it correctly and of course he says, no, you're right. No. I didn't say it correct. And that what we don't know as an audience is that he works at night. So when you come home in the morning and the house is still looking crazy, quote unquote, from the night before, and there's no <laughs> food, it's frustrating. He says she works at home, but he doesn't see any work being done. So when you say things are being done and those things don't materialize, he has to question, is this even real? Do you have a job? And he's like, well, she has a job, but... Well, bitch, she was doing her job at home. <laughs> her job is not to be your maid. Oh, my God. So, yeah. In the end, he doesn't say anything that makes himself look any better. He just says that, thank goodness his wife is strong and able to handle him. And he's thankful for that. Kevin says that watching this episode made him make dinner for his wife because he was not <laughs> trying to have any of those kind of problems with Melissa. And Lindsay says that she's into that because she likes chore play. And Keisha's like, what's that? And she says, man, nothing gets her basement flooded like a man doing housework or cooking her a meal. She's so gross. She just has to be crass. Why do you have to have a way with words on all the wrong words? (laughs) Just that shining personality. Uh, Then Keisha asks Kevin about advice that he would give to them since He's been married almost 20 years, and he says in the marriage, you have to be like bamboo. You should be strong, but not totally rigid. You should be able to still be fluid. I thought he would go into him a little more, but not no. <laughs> yeah, I hoped they would, but uh, who knows what boundaries they give them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Olajuwon does let us know that Katina does give him the business once the cameras and production go away. Uh, he says that she might seem quiet on the show, but once everything's wrapped, the finger is going, the neck is going. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, you know, the real Katina, quote unquote, comes out like when she's pissed off. And, you know, we've seen it. She has a little fire in her belly, like based on the previews for next week, her interactions mm-hmm. with Lindsay, Lindsay and, you know, we know she has it in there, but she's just trying to keep it. Keep it cute for TV. <laughs> uh, next, they talk to Lindsay. Kat- oh, not Katina. Uh, Keisha asks her if Lindsay realizes how low she gets in arguments. If she was aware of that in the moment or if it was something she realized like looking back at the tape. 
And Lindsay says that normally in life, she'd be able to pick up the phone and call a friend and just say, I need to vent and then just put it all out there. But unfortunately, in this case, she was in a bowling alley bathroom with a hot mic. So I know you said earlier when she was having the video chat with her friend, she was looking like water on a duck like this is Mm -hmm. totally normal. So I believe Lindsay when she says she calls her friends with this kind of nonsense. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, But actually, Elajuan kind of backs her up and says that him and Lindsay are similar in that kind of way, that they're both very passionate in either direction. Uh, They're always going to give a real response, and they definitely have no problem expressing anything they have to say, good or bad. So, oh, Lindsay says they even have daily vent sessions on the roof. So apparently they like squashed their Puerto Rico beef and were able to be civil with each other. That's cool. I, I mean, he said he's not gonna hold it. So, Katina might. <laughs> Katina, on the other hand, yes. But Olajuwon said, hey, snow skin off my nose. Um, they asked Kevin what he thinks of Mark and Lindsay's relationship. And he says that basically Mark and Lindsay are beefing at this point. Like when she whispered out that their sex life was dead, it was to the point where like she just had no control over it anymore. It's like her brain just like <laughs> shot it out of her mouth before she could even <laughs> think to hold back. And he asked them how much harder it is to be married to a partner when you're still in the vetting process. You know, he's, he said like when he got married, of course they knew that's what they wanted to do. They were high school sweethearts. They'd known each other for forever. That was it. Yeah. Him and Melissa have been together since they were like 14. That's cute. And they got married like right out of high school. Wow. And have been together ever since. I like how like in my ideas, like that's cute for back then stories, but it's not cute for this year. (laughs) Does that make any sense? Like if my kid married their high school sweetheart and be like, no, explore. <laughs> but even saying that, like Kev is maybe a couple a few years older than us. Really? Yeah. I always feel like we're very young. No, we're Unless old. it's like 7 a.m. and my body's creaking out of bed. <laughs> no, we're old. Damn. So uh yeah he was asking them about how that all goes because he was saying that everything seems every move they make and every situation seems like so big because you're still trying to decide if this is something you're gonna put up with or not or if you Mm -hmm. still want to be in this or not and Lindsay says that she's not a quitter and she always wants to see things through to the end plus at this point mark's life was falling apart and she wouldn't want to leave somebody high and dry when they're already down they did not show Elajuan's answer to that question Um, And then like you were talking about earlier, Lindsay was spilling some tea about Alyssa and how she's just like the gnat that won't go away. Apparently she's still hanging out at the apartment complex, like I guess in communal spaces. I guess I did see on uh, Reddit, (laughs) this was like someone's conspiracy theory. They're like, what if they're still filming Alyssa and making her think that she's going to be on TV? (laughs) And she's just tuning in every week waiting to see herself, but they're not showing any footage. <laughs> like, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wow. Miking her up, making her think. Oh, that would be such an epic waste of time. I'd be pissed if I had to do that, knowing it was all fake. I don't know. It I think I was just going to be thrown away. A long con joke. I would, I'm totally into it. I would do it. <laughs> but yeah, apparently she's just lurking around in the background. Weird. 
Especially since uh, someone else pointed out on Reddit that she complained that it took her forever to get to the apartment from her place. So why are you going over there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like she thinks they're like legit friends, I guess, with Jasmine and Katina. I didn't see a very special bond, but I I don't know. I did not know. But yeah, she's still trying to milk them 15 minutes. And then, like you said before, um, you know, she was not too happy about Mark reaching out to Miss Alyssa in her DMs. Okay, your thoughts on this? Friendly? Friendly or flirty? What do you think? Friendly. Yeah. I don't think he wants uh, Alyssa. Yeah, now that, because I remember him really talking about her in extreme distaste. But if that was the case too, then why would you even reach out? That too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any, any good theories on that. Unless she reached out first. Mm, I don't know. Which we we don't know. If anybody does know, let us know. Who is going to know besides them? She probably told people. Don't you mm, think? I wouldn't if I was her. Well, she's not very smart. Well, sad. There's that <laughs> part. But that was pretty much it. Uh, okay. Those are the high points. So we'll see what... I think it's going to be all girls next week. I think it's Katina and... No, it's Katina and somebody and Melissa. Mm. Should be good. Fight, fight. Well, it should, actually, yeah, if Katina's going to be on there, it should be really interesting. All right, cool. Well, that's the episode. Thank you so much for staying with us as we cover Married at First Sight Season 14. Remember to continue the conversation on social media. We're on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. You can catch Igby on Wednesdays where she live tweets the episode. And it's always a good time there. Igby, anything else? We did it again. What? Didn't name <gasps> we forgot episode. the episode. What's the name <laughs> of the episode? It's, I didn't get the reference. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you do? What is the reference? Well, the title is Mighty Mighty Boston Bonds. Mm-hmm. But that's a take on the Mighty Mighty Bostones, the band. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, they're old. Well, you would think I would know that because they're old. Not that old. old. Mm, okay. Well, <laughs> Not you know. old. Oh, gosh. Like 90s old. <laughs> like me old. Ah. Uh, anyway. Oh, Grandma. This is after <laughs> your time. But before my time. <laughs> Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast so other cheesemosas can find us. And that's it. Bye. See ya. They can't see you. Don't. You don't have to put a peace sign up. They might can see my peace sign. No one can see peace sign.